Hello, everybody. This is Lisa, and welcome to another episode of Unfuck Your Life. I'm so glad that you joined us today. If you could, before we get started, would you take a second, if you haven't done so already, to hit the subscribe button? I really appreciate it. And let's delve in to the four keys to high self-esteem. Before I get started on the four keys to high self-esteem, I want to tell you, I'm in Vegas right now. And I was at a, a casino last night. I was at South Point going to see a, a show about the 80s, of a band of the 80s called The Spasmatics. And if you're in Vegas on a Saturday night, I highly recommend it if you have any interest in the music of the 80s at all because it's just freaking rocks. And I want to tell you how this ties into the four keys to high self-esteem. Because the 80s was like my experiencing music and makeup and middle school and high school and all other kinds of stuff. And I got married in the 80s. I had kids and just so an MTV started. And there was just so much stuff in my own life that wrapped around this. And as I'm looking at the rest of the audience going in, I'm realizing, wow, everybody's like a lot older because, you know, of course, I'm still 21. And and there was one version of the audience, they were standing in line. And there was another version of the audience when they were at a rock concert. When the music started, they were songs that we knew, the lead singer, the whole band. Man, these guys were good. They knew the songs. They engaged in that energy. They interacted with us. They interacted with each other. And I saw all of those people transform back into anything is possible. And oh God, I love this music. It's so fucking fabulous. And how much more fun can we have tonight at this show? You know what I mean? And so I was thinking about that. And what was it that all of us engaged in? And first off, there is this wonderful curiosity factor. And not just curiosity, huh, I wonder what else I could have for lunch kind of curiosity. It's the outrageous, electrifying, earth-shaking curiosity. Like, how much fun can I possibly have at a band, at a concert from a band called the Spasmatics that weren't even born in the 80s? And yet they're embracing this musical style. You know what I mean? And I saw them all all change as they were like, oh yeah, and they were letting loose. And it didn't matter that it wasn't Huey Lewis in the news. It didn't matter that it wasn't Pat Benatar. It didn't matter that it wasn't Patti Smith. It wasn't, didn't matter it wasn't Bon Jovi or Billy Idol or any of those other groups that we watched those videos on. And sometimes we got to go to those concerts. They were there. They let themselves be in that moment. I see so many times in our lives, people are telling us, you just can't be too much. And let me tell you, I have heard this so many fucking goddamn times in my life. Red hair, for heaven's sake. I love color. I'm an artist. I am louder than life sometimes. I like to cuss and swear, and Catholic girls were supposed to do that. And I also like to have quiet time to myself. It's those, that space, those moments, that time. That outrageous, electrifying, earth-shattering, and that looks different for everyone. What is outrageous and earth-shattering for me might be different for you. And you know what? Sometimes what is earth-shattering for another person is really quite uncomfortable to me. No one's got it all. So let's be curious about 
what else can we have? What else can we feel? Because there's this whole world around us. There's this whole world that's more than just what we've been taught. Because if we're really honest about it, our whole world had been pretty much what those that came before us taught us. And then we've got our own directions. We figured out some stuff. However, that heavy duty fucking programming is there. Harvard University did a study and their conclusions were that 50% of what we believe to be true about our life, about ourselves, about our potential, about our personality, about our possibility, about everything that has ever happened to us and anything we can ever hope to achieve, 50%, okay, 50%, you know what I'm going to say next? It's false. It's wrong. It's not true. Because there's all that programming. There's all that conditioning. Who is the real you? Don't you want to meet her? Don't you sometimes get little glimpses? Where does that curiosity take you? With that kind of curiosity, that imagination, what is the secret that I really secretly would like to do and I've been like way too afraid to share with the world? That curiosity, what is that secret, that imagination? Because if, if you let loose and let people know, maybe people in your sphere, maybe they call you wrong. Maybe they call you weird. Oh my God, I've heard that so many fucking times from the time I was really little. People told me how weird I was. And that wasn't easy to take. I was seven years old. Would someone laugh? If they knew your secret desire was to maybe bungee jump, maybe to stick your feet, be at the Ganges River. Maybe you want to kayak. Maybe you'd like to teach people how to read. Maybe you'd like to learn how to cook. Maybe you would like to have sex with a complete and total stranger, completely safe, just for that freaking experience. No experiences are wrong. No experiences are bad. I'm not telling anybody what to do and what not to do. Just expand your curiosity. Because too many times we're told no. We're told stop. We're told absolutely not. And what if someone rejects you? Someone that you think you need in your life? Someone you love? And what if they reject you? What if they make you feel small? Because that stopped me for a really long time. So I wish for one thing in the world it would be. No one else ever had to experience that kind of self-doubt. I said, hello, you're gorgeous, to at least a dozen women last night. And for some of them, it was really hard to take. They were wearing sandals because they were comfortable. I'm like, yeah, you rock sandals. You look great in them. You got cute little feet. It matches your outfit perfectly. Embrace the fact that you wear sandals instead of heels. Embrace the fact that you wear tennis shoes or T-shirts. Because everybody was dressed last night in whatever they wanted to wear. It wasn't like in the 80s when we had to have the makeup right and the hair right and the outfit better be right and all that kind of stuff before we could go out there and listen to a band. They were all dressed in whatever they were dressed in. Some of them were dressed up. Some of them were dressed down. And there was anything and everything represented. Curiosity. That's key number one. Key number two might surprise you however you've heard it. And this is the sassy this is the giddy. This is the no means no and no. That word no, those two little letters, the mastery of no. 
Because think about it. When you were little, how did you hear, no, don't touch that. It's not safe. You might get hurt. No, you're too little. You can't do that kind of stuff yet. No, I don't want you to make a mess. No, you're being too loud. No, can't you just go to sleep? No. And then when we, when you embrace that word, no, they called it the terrible twos. Oh my God, this child is so terrible. All they can do is say no all the time. And so we were carefully taught. We were told no to on so many things and we were carefully taught that the word no was not something that we were allowed to say. Fuck them in the very best possible way because no is absolutely your word to say. No, I'm not listening to you anymore. No, I am no longer bound and restricted by the limitations that you thought that I needed to be safe. No, I appreciate you. However, this is my life. I'm no longer an extension of you. And even though it's not right, what I want to do is not right for you. Let me try it. Maybe I'll fall down. Maybe I'll make a lot of mistakes. Maybe I'll succeed. And every single step that you encounter, while you do that, you do succeed. It's one more mistake that you make that you get out of the way. It's more one more boundary that you go past and you break through that comfort zone. So maybe this was the best thing. Maybe this was, hmm, it was an interesting step. Maybe it felt like a step backwards. Maybe it felt like a step forwards. Maybe it was sideways, upside down. It doesn't matter. You don't really know. And that is you embracing that word no to anybody that wants to step on your dreams. When I decided to jump out of an airplane, when I decided to jump, when I, when I tried skydiving for the very first time, I was very careful. The only people who knew about it were the people I was jumping with. I didn't tell any family members. I didn't tell anybody until afterwards. I didn't tell them until I, they did it afterwards. And you know what my dad told me when I called him? Guess what? I just jumped out of an airplane. Amazing fucking experience in the world. And I didn't say this to the him. I said it to the others. My God, it's better than sex. Was that he was very quiet. There was that pause, that pause I'm talking about that usually is like the you did something wrong kind of pause. There was that pause. And then there was the Lisa, I'm glad you told me after you jumped out of the airplane. And you want to know something that's really funny? is that he told his mom, my grandma Grundin, who... The, the, see, I'm so grateful for her because... She was the member of my family that I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, this is why I like to paint. This is why I like bright, bright outlandish colors. You know, she had all of those characteristics, too. So she was 90. And she, no, she was 91. Excuse me. She was 91 years old. And she went with me for the next time I jumped out of an airplane. And even though they wouldn't let, she wasn't going to jump then. Had it been 10 years earlier, she'd been 81, she would have jumped with me. She wanted to see it. That was what me choosing to say, no, I'm not going to get everyone's permission. I'm not going to get their buy-in. I'm just going to do it. And then no one could have been more surprised than me that she wanted to be there and to see it, to experience it. I'm like, oh, how can you not have a little more self-esteem smile? You know what I mean? And we don't need, and you didn't need to have that kind of validation that, wow, I want to do that too. I'm glad, so glad you were brave enough to do that because now I want to do that too. And you'll be surprised how often that, you will really be surprised how often. And then the next thing I want to do, step number three, I'm reading my notes here. And I remember this, I'm reading my notes here. And I'm thinking past the word no, 
is the self-talk. And I teach a lot of talk, a lot of classes on self-talk. And, and even last night, standing in line about a woman who was feeling badly about herself because I was wearing heels. And I only wear like one-inch heels. They're just cool, funky shoes that I really like because everybody who knows me knows I like cool, funky shoes. And I don't do the stilettos anymore. I did those in my 20s and 30s and 40s. I don't do those anymore. However, I love seeing those kinds of shoes. Those are sitting shoes. And those are, yeah, I like to have sex kind of shoes. That's the, those kind of shoes. And I do own a pair. I own a couple of pair, actually. I just don't wear them out because, you know what? I'm all about, yeah, this is what I like. And so she was all about, yeah, sandals are what, I, are what she liked. And she felt like she had to make excuses for not wearing heels. And I'm like, are you kidding? There are no more excuses for you, honey. You be your bold, outrageous, sassy, funkalicious, bodacious self. Always. Always. If you have makeup on, if you don't have makeup on, it doesn't matter. It's your self-talk. You put your clothes on, you put your makeup on, or not. Or not. I said that. For you. No one else but you. And you look in the mirror and you go, what? Like who I am. How I look. Like what I wear. I like what I don't wear. I love my naked, bodacious, bootalicious body. Ah, do you feel the giddiness of that? It's that self-talk. It is that sexy, sassy self-talk that in the household that I grew in, grew up in and it doesn't matter what anyone else's religion or cultural background is. A lot of other women I have met grew up in that same kind of household. Because people only know to teach you what they know for themselves. That's all. That's all they can do. That's it. And now more. One step more. That there's more around you. That there's more possibility around you. And that just because you behaved one way two freaking seconds ago, because that's the past... No doubt about it, two seconds ago is the past. This is who you choose to be in this moment, in this 10 seconds. This is what you're going to try out. And the work power of your beautiful self-talk, your use of the word, no, I respect you. And no, I'm not letting you set those boundaries, those limits on me anymore. I choose for me. You don't have to go out there and let everybody know what you're going to do ahead of time. Or you can. It doesn't matter. Whatever feels right for you. And the step number four is to smile. To smile. And to smile that smile that comes down from your belly, that curls up your toes, that, that makes you smile. Maybe it's the skit on Saturday Night Live or something funny that you read in a book or something outrageous that somebody said that is so completely wrong. And yet, it made you put a big smile on your face. And when you look at you in the mirror and you're doing your self-talk and you're talking to yourself, you're dressing yourself, you're saying, this is what I choose for me now. I'm saying no to other people's boundaries. You have this smile and you bring it through your body because here's what happens as that smile starts in your gut, your beautiful gut, down where your tummy is and you bring it up. You bring that smile up to your heart and oh, your heart takes that smile and it 
makes it bigger, larger than life. And it flows and it shows and people see that and they're attracted to that about you. It doesn't matter what you wear, what you what you look like. It, none of that stuff matters. What it is, they can see who you are and you see who you are as you smile. You bring that up through your heart and up to your throat because your throat is the voice from which you speak. The words of the brain chooses to feed you. And now that you've engaged your gut and your heart, the words are up in your throat and you let your mind your beautiful brain, speak those words out of your mouth. I am fucking amazed. That is what the self-esteem is. Those are the secret ingredients. And that is the blueprint that you were born with. And then, just because a lot of people didn't know any better, we succumbed, me too, to that 50% of everything we believe to be true is not, isn't true. Harvard did this study. Go look it up. So it's your self-talk. It's your smile. It is your curiosity. And ooh, your delicious ability to say no. That's what it is. Because I want to see more of that in the world. Well, more of you. I'd love to see more of you. Hey, let me know. Give me a comment if you like anything that I'm talking about. If you have some things that you want me to chat about, I'd love to hear it. You're amazing. Be you. Outrageously, deliciously, bodaciously, boldly, beautifully. Till next time, this is Lisa. Bye-bye.